When I first started my entrepreneurial journey, I was working a nine to five professionally and building my speaking and coaching business on the side, i.e. a side hustle. One of the best ways to eventually become your own boss is to start a side hustle and build your self-employed income while you still have the safety of job security. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to transition from your nine to five to your full-time side hustle. Good day, good day, good day, and welcome to another episode of the Maximize Your Brand Podcast with Markeith Braden. So excited to be with you again this week, as I always am excited to be with you for this podcast. You know, I just want to thank you for your support. Thank you for your listenership, because I know that there are many other podcasts out there that you could be listening to and supporting, which I'm sure you do, but each and every week you come by Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Braden, and you listen and you share with me in the emails uh, how you enjoyed the episode. So I am so thankful and grateful for your support. Well, this week, I really wanted to revisit a podcast that I did with Dr. Denise Dennis as we had a discussion all about how to really build your side hustle into a full-time situation or full-time business, not a situation. You know, when I got started back in 2014, I had gotten laid off my job. But before I had gotten laid off my job, I was building my speaking and coaching business. I had gotten coaching and invested in myself and got coaching to help me to build the business properly. I was taking speaking engagements and promoting myself and marketing myself as a speaker to high schools and colleges. And I was really beginning to build the income on the side. And so when I got laid off in 2014, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. That was to build my speaking and coaching business. And so in this episode, Dr. Denise Dennis is going to give us some tips and some things to think about if you are that nine to five employee who has a business idea or you're already in your side hustle idea and you just need some more guidance and some more tips on what you need to do and what you need to be thinking about before you take the leap. This is the episode for you. We did this episode some time ago, but it's still very relevant today. And I am revisiting some of these great podcast interviews that I've done over the years that will still be valuable content to be sharing on the podcast. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Take notes. Send me an email or send me a text message and letting me know what you thought about the interview and let me know what your side hustle is because I'd love to learn more. So sit back, relax, take notes, and I hope you enjoy this episode. 
Well, spring is here and we are enjoying some very good weather here in Nashville, Tennessee. And we have an awesome guest on today who is going to share some shifting wisdom, some shifting knowledge so that we might be able to move greater in our purpose and in our passion. Here are a couple of questions that our guest typically asks some of those who she coaches and engages with on a daily basis. And those questions include, how do I balance my full-time job and my small business? How can I learn to think like a business owner? How do I manage my image while learning the ropes? How do I make the most of this position? and also plan for the future. My guest today has worked in the fields of education, training, and coaching for over 20 years. She has earned a PhD in industrial organizational psychology and also holds a certification in career coaching. My guest today is known as the side business strategist and is very excited in helping individuals prepare their mind for the opportunities that are ahead of them. I am pleased to welcome Dr. Denise Dennis to the podcast. Welcome, Dr. Dennis. Hi, Marquis. Thanks so much for having me here today to talk with you and share with your audience. I'm excited. Well, we're so glad that you are with us on today, and we look forward to hearing what you have to share with us so that we might be able to shift greater in our purpose and in our passion. So, Dr. Dennis, are you ready to shift some mindsets and shift some lives? Yes, I am. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's get started. Our theme for today is prepare your mind for success. And do you have the mindset of success or failure? And so, Dr. Dennis, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. I shared briefly uh, a little information, but I want you to take us a little bit deeper and share us more about where you're from and more about your educational background as well as your coaching business. Certainly. Uh, Again, I'm Dr. Denise Dennis. I'm known as a side business strategist. My business is called Prepared Mind Coaching. And what I do is help entrepreneurs make the most of their very limited time so that they can maximize their productivity and profitability. Because I know that So many entrepreneurs are starting their business on the side while they're still working that full-time job, and it is really an energy drain and a challenge in terms of how they manage their time. And I'm very good at helping my clients handle all of that all at once. And the reason that I am good at it now is because I was not always good at it. Hmm. And so just to share a little bit of my background... This is actually my second time having a business. Years ago, while working as a professor, and I'm still a professor now, I decided to start a consulting and coaching business on the side doing leadership development, mainly just because people had been asking me to do those types of things for free. And it occurred to me I could make some income off of that. So I started that business on the side. And then the business started to grow and grow. And I was getting clients and I was getting contracts, which on the surface seems wonderful. But because 
I went into that business without really thinking about how I wanted it to grow. I wasn't ready for the the amount of work that it created uh, for figuring out, well, how am I supposed to go from New Jersey where I live to fly out to California to do a workshop, mm. to fly back to New Jersey to make sure I get back in time to teach my class and then fly to Florida to do a training session and then come back. And it just was, it was, it was just chaos. And my stress level was through the roof and I wasn't enjoying my life. Mm. And, and I felt like I've created this situation where I'm hating my day job and hating the side business I created because it's just, it's driving me, uh, it's pulling me in too many different directions. And so I decided that the wisest choice was to shut down that side business. Wow. Yeah. But, um, but I never lost that passion that I had and still have to help others clarify their goals and reach their goals. And so... A few years ago, I decided I'm going to I'm going to try this again. I'm going to start a business again. But this time I was much smarter in my approach. I'm very clear on my plan. I'm very clear on when I'm where where I'm headed. I'm clear on the amount of growth that I can handle and when. And I'm clear on how to manage my time effectively now. And because I'm clear, I can turn around and help other people with those same issues. And that's, that's what brought me to this point today. Wow. What a great testimony because what I hear you say was that you had taken the leap of faith to start the side business, but the business began to grow exponentially to the point where you had not necessarily strategized or planned. And I think that that is good to point out is that, you know, we have to have, a, a blueprint of some sort or a plan for our businesses before we really get them started because we never know what direction that they may take. And exactly. We, and we don't want to find ourselves in the position where they're growing, but yet we never thought about what our plan of action or strategy would be um, as the business begins to grow. And so I think that was a great uh, story that you shared with us concerning your first business and why you had to uh, put it aside until you came back to it with a better plan and a better strategy on how you wanted it to go versus it dictating to you how it was going to go. Exactly. Exactly right. Awesome. Well, one of the things that I really like to highlight at the very beginning of the show is that, you know, we don't want to start businesses or I don't necessarily advocate for starting businesses or opportunities that are not necessarily connected to uh, what I would call purpose or calling. And I want to ask this question, why is it important that individuals really identify what their purpose is and align their passionate efforts or align their business to something that they really are passionate about and feel called to? That's a great question. And I think the the way I view it, if I could use an analogy, it's like hopping in your car without a destination in mind and without a GPS mm -hmm. and just driving. Mm -hmm. If you got in your car and just started driving, you're going to end up somewhere. You're going to maybe see some lovely scenery. Um, you may or may not end up someplace nice, but you're going to end up somewhere. It makes so much more sense to 
have a final destination in mind. And then you can decide, do you want to use, take a leisurely route to get there? Do you want to put it into your GPS so that you, you're clear on how you're going to get there and get there in the shortest, fastest way? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the, But my point is, do we want to end up just any old anywhere or do we want to have a clear plan of where we want to end up? Also, think about being in that car and having a passenger in the car and the passenger is the one saying, oh, make this right turn, make that left turn. Oh, do a U-turn and go down that side street. Hmm. Now you're going to you're still going to end up someplace, but you're ending up where that passenger wants you to go and not necessarily somewhere that you want to go. And likewise, in life, if we if we're not clear on our own final destination, then we're going to end up perhaps following somebody else's path which might get us someplace interesting, but maybe it's not the place that is ideal for us. Yes, yes. And I'm glad you brought up that idea or the word clear or having clarity, because what I'm finding out is that many of us who are starting out or, or wanting to get started in uh, being entrepreneurs we have a difficult problem with getting clear. We have a difficult Mm -hmm. problem in really seeing what the direction or who the person is that we are building the business um, for. And so do you have any keys or any principles or uh, any advice on how do I get clear on my business or who it is that I'm serving in the business? Well, I think that first you need to you need to think about in terms of trying to identify your your passion and, and get that that clarity is look within. And by look within, I mean first use an, yet another analogy. Jump into a time machine mm-hmm. and go back to your childhood and think about what you love to do as a child when nobody cared what you were doing and nobody, you know, you didn't care what people thought about what you were doing. You just were out there just playing. What, what, what did you do to bring you joy during that time? So for me, I loved to, I was the kind of nerdy kid who would love to sit with the encyclopedia and just look at pictures and, and read about uh, different words, different concepts that I was not familiar with. Right. And that's, that's still who I am today. I'm still a researcher at heart and I and I bring that to the work I do with my clients. I try not to use anything with clients that does not have some empirical data backing up that this is a strategy that that works for people. Okay. Okay. Uh so I think that when we do that that helps us stay that helps us uncover what our passion is. Uh, and then from there as we're looking at all the possible people that we might serve. What I have found is that we we tend to attract the people that need us. Hmm. And so as I was narrowing down the my niche of people that I would work with, I looked at the type of people who were coming to me for coaching. Okay. I looked at the people who were coming to my my workshops or my webinars and who seemed to be helped the most by what I had to say. And time and again, it was people that were in this side business situation. Um, 
not that other people weren't helped, but the people who seemed to be making the greatest leaps and bounds were the people that were in that situation. So, so look at who is being attracted to you. And that also may be a signal of who you're meant to serve. That's good advice. So looking within to really engage yourself about identifying, you know, what are those true passionate areas that you have, but then also using, uh, those experiences that you've had with people who are attracted to you as far as asking you questions about certain concerns, whether it be with their life, their business, or their needs that they have to kind of help you identify who it is that you serve. And notice that we're saying who it is that you serve and Mm. not necessarily selling to or necessarily doing business with, but who is it that you serve? And understanding that concept of serving in order to have a business is is really, um, I don't want to say it's a new concept, but it is something that's been discussed a lot within, especially within the coaching industry, is that the best way to grow your business, the best way to really impact the lives of others is through serving others. And as you serve people began to want to allow you to do business with them because of the service that you provide to them. So I think that's good. Yes, yeah. What has been one of the biggest obstacles that you've had to overcome in following this passion of yours of of helping people with their uh, side businesses or side hustles? Uh, I would say the biggest obstacle, and and I'm sure many many listeners can relate, is that I'm impatient, <laughs> and it's it. You want I want success immediately, and that's I think that's always a challenge. That um, that here I have something that would be a benefit to others, and I want all these people to to come to me and benefit from what I have to, have to share with them but that's not that's not how it works and and I know that that's not how it works and it's just sort of reminding myself that 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 impatience is not is not helpful uh, so I think that is that is a big obstacle the the way that I overcome that is through my own um, mantra of trust the process Trust the process. Trust trust the process. That it's not no one there's no such thing as an overnight success. Even the people that you see on television or in magazines or whatever that seem like they're an overnight success are really people who have been slogging along, who have been working and working and working, and then they were discovered. Uh, that there is a system in place, that there's an order to how things happen in the universe, and that my job is to do the right things and do things right, and that the benefits will come from doing that. And that's that's my reminder, particularly in those times where I feel that, that impatience. I like that, trust the process. You know, I used to use this phrase all the time, and that is the only difference between a dollar bill and a tree is the process. <laughs> I like that. Yes. You know, yeah. the tree has to go through a process in order to become a dollar bill. And, you know, dollar bills are very valuable in our culture. And so 
if you want to be valuable, if you want to be influential, then you have to trust the process because the process is what helps you to gain your value and to gain your influence uh, in the marketplace. And so the only difference between a dollar bill and a tree is the process. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) And so since you are the side business strategist, you know, where does someone start if they are ready to launch or they have ideas, but they don't particularly know what the next steps should be in order for them to uh, begin to put some legs to this idea that they have? The important thing for people that are starting out is to, you have to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot, you know, learn from my own example of you don't want to just jump out there and say, okay, I'm going to start a business and go. You want to look to examples of people that are already doing something similar to what you're doing and, and learn from them. Read, uh, read biographies or autobiographies of successful people to understand how they did it. Uh, you want to, uh, work with a, you know, I would, I obviously would recommend working with a coach, uh, a coach or a mentor, someone who is going to help you think through your next steps. And then you're going to create a plan. And by a plan, I mean something with some goals and some deadlines attached to it. Uh, uh, we often hear it hear people say that a goal without a deadline is just a dream. So what is your actual plan? What are your goals? What are your deadlines? And what are the actions you're going to take? Having a plan, what are your goals? And what is that deadline? That is so key. You know, we can have these dreams or these goals and they just linger on and Mm -hmm. linger on and linger on. And it's because we don't have deadlines because we want to give ourselves excuses Yes. For why we haven't achieved the things that we want to achieve. And so what has been the number one ritual or practice you have implemented to stay motivated and to keep pressing forward uh, in your side business? I would go back to that mantra I shared earlier of trust the process. I, I really remind myself of that on a regular basis and particularly because once you have that that clarity of yes this is my purpose i have my vision i have my plan that does not mean that all of a sudden life is easy and roses and and people are falling at your feet to give you some money so there are going to be great times in your business there are going to be low points in your business and if you don't have a way to keep going during those low points uh you're going to you may find yourself at least wanting to give up. So for me, whether it's the high points or the low points, I remind myself, trust the process that during the slow periods, the the fast periods, there's still my responsibility is to do what I know I should be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to go back a little bit because Mm -hmm. you said something in the last question that I think that sometimes people get confused or they really believe that they are one and the same. And that is, you said it would be nice for individuals to either get a mentor or a coach. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference between one having a mentor and one having a coach? 
Yes, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, raised that. Now, now, I will say I'm sharing from my my own belief system and my, and my own risk, uh, research. So other people are going to define these two terms differently, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But a mentor typically is somebody who has already accomplished that thing that you want to do. So if you want to be the um, be a top salesperson or a top business owner in this particular line of jewelry, you would find someone who has already reached the highest level within that particular business line and ask them if they would sit with you, give you some advice, give you some guidance on what your next steps would be. So, so usually a mentor is someone who has already walked that path before you mm-hmm. and can give you some specific tips. And it's usually a, um, a, a volunteer voluntary relationship with no set beginning and end to it. A coach, typically, uh, from my background and training, that coaches are people that are trained as coaches. So as for me, as a coach, I've been through several coach training programs. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a way of talking with someone to help them clarify their goals and to help you think through your thought process as you're making the decisions you need to make for your business. So a coach does not have to be an expert in your particular field. Okay. So I may, I may not know anything about the jewelry business, but I know what it means to have an entrepreneurial mindset. I know what it means to help you clarify your goals, uh, be clear on your next actions, um, identify what skills you need to be successful, and then hold you accountable for the things that you said that you're going to do. And so coaching is usually a paid relationship that has a clear start and end time and it's it would be wise to have a coach and a mentor because they're going to serve two different roles in your business that's good that's good you know having both a mentor who can give you the advice who can guide you who can share with you you know what it will take in order to get to that next level whereas a coach can, and I like this word that you use, and I want to talk about it a little bit, can hold you accountable to the things, to the goals, to the dreams that you say that you have for your life or for your business. And so why is it important for that accountability piece to be in or be a part of the process of taking your side hustle to the next level? It's important because just the act of knowing that this week you're telling me that you are going to attend five networking events this week and you know you're going to talk to me next week, you're more likely to go out and actually go try to attend five networking events because next week we're going to have a conversation about did you do what you said you're going to do. Uh, So just knowing that you have to talk to somebody about it and you've made this verbal commitment of this is what I'm going to do. And I know next week somebody's going to ask me, did I do what I said I was going to do? That pushes you forward. And then when we have that call next week, we're going to talk about, did you have those five networking uh, uh, events? But then we'll also talk about if you, if you didn't, what happened? Was it that you need to we need to look at your schedule that maybe you really didn't you know, you you really didn't have time to do it? Is it that you 
drove to the place, but then you were afraid to go in because you don't like crowds. And we can talk about that and how you can build up your self-confidence. Um, did you get there and realize you had no business cards and so you left? So we can talk about creating some structure and some systems to make sure that you are well prepared for each event. So all of that is part of that accountability and coaching piece. Yes, that accountability piece is very important because what it does, it gives you a, a reason to some degree to fulfill the thing that you said because you have to give a, an account for your actions. Yes. And then what ends up happening is, is if you do not do the things that you say, then we have an opportunity to kind of go deeper or have a deep dive into why not. Exactly. You know, why did you not follow through on X, Y, and Z? You know, why did you not make those 10 phone calls? You know, what is the underlying issue? And you can help me because you're the psychologist. But uh, what is the underlying issue yes. that is keeping you from making the phone calls or making uh, the knocking on the doors or going to the networking events? You know, how do we get to that part so that we can then make, move you to the next level in, in doing the action. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, I just, I also want to make clear that the coach is not there to just slap you on the wrist right. all the time. Right, right. That, that the other thing that we do as part of the accountability is like, you made those 10 phone calls. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a high five through the phone. Yeah. Let's cheer and celebrate because so often being an entrepreneur is a very lonely mm -hmm, business mm -hmm. and you even if you have a spouse or a partner they don't they just they don't experience it on the same level that you do and so it's so good to have somebody in your corner that is your cheerleader that is there to celebrate the good times with you and is not just there to um to be shaking their finger at you when you don't do right, what you said you're right, gonna do right 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 that's good that's good we're there to encourage you to uh continue have continuing inspiration uh, so that you can achieve those goals. Yes. So, Dr. Dennis, I wonder if you would share, you know, some of your steps that you would take uh, an individual through. If I were coming to you and I was just starting uh, my new coaching business or my new cupcake business or my new jewelry business, could you take us through a few of the steps that you use to kind of help keep those side hustlers moving uh, along the way so that they can get to the point where they either desire to transition maybe from their full-time job into uh, full-time entrepreneurship or just growing that side hustle so that when they ultimately maybe retire that they can step into uh, that opportunity. So what are your, what's, some of your process or the steps that you would take someone through to get them to that next step? I usually start out by working on the self. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean a combination of self-awareness and self-care. And sometimes people are like, why are we, why do you care how much water I'm drinking? But that's, that is the, 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 the starting point is, are you taking care of the most important person in your business, which is you? Mm -hmm. So, so we start off by just making sure that you are keeping yourself healthy. And then we go into the self-awareness of clarifying your strengths and areas for development. So do you have the skills necessary 
to be a successful entrepreneur and the ones that may be deficit areas for you, let's figure out a plan for you to develop those skills. But in the meantime, let's figure out a way to make sure that those those skills are still in your business somehow, even if that means you outsource all the numbers part to a to a bookkeeper or accountant. And if you're not great at marketing, let's make sure you have someone that can help with the marketing while you're developing your skills. We also look at your schedule. So if you are a side business owner, you're probably working on your business during your lunchtime, before and after work and on the weekends. So let's figure out how to make the most of that limited time and what you're going to do during each of those blocks of time. Uh, I also talk with clients about strategy. So looking at the strengths and weaknesses of your business, what opportunities are in the, um, the economy, what opportunities out there are there to grow your business? What are the competitors doing? And, uh, and let's make sure you have a strong business plan for yourself, not even necessarily for you to show to potential lenders, but do you know what you're doing with your business? Uh, we then talk about uh, developing some systems for your business. So what is, how can we streamline the processes in your business to make sure that when you pick up the phone to call somebody, that there's a script there, you know exactly what you're doing when you hang up the phone, you're doing uh, process A, B, and C, so that you're not reinventing the wheel every day. That's particularly going to help with the time management to keep make sure everything's running smoothly. We also look at the structures in the client's business. And by structures, I just mean, what are the, what can we do with your environment to create support for your business? And that, that might mean uh, looking at how you handle your email or how you handle the hard copy mail or making sure that you have a, an alarm that goes off periodically throughout the day to remind you to uh, check your email or drink your water or something that's going to support what you're doing. And then the last thing we tend to look at is support inside and outside your business. So how are you networking? Who are the connections that you're making? Who are those key people inside and outside your business that are relationships you want to make sure that you're nurturing? So we do all of those elements together, either in my one-on-one -on -one program or in my, my group coaching program. Awesome. Awesome. So those are some key steps that you take individuals through so that they can really get to that point of clarity, but then also have a developed strategy to get to the next level in their business. Yes. So I think those are great, great um, processes that you have put in place. And so as we prepare to come to the end of our show, one of the things that I'd like to ask each of my guests are questions concerning, you know, types of resources and tools that they have used along the way or that they currently use that helps to enhance their productivity in their business. And so what's one online or what's one or two online resources or non-online resources that have enhanced your productivity? The one technique that I'm really, I've really been embracing lately is called the Pomodoro 
technique, and that is either online or on your phone. You set a timer for 25 minutes. And um, just to back up a bit, Pomodoro is Italian for tomato. And this technique comes is named after those old-fashioned tomato timers that a lot of people used to have in the kitchen where you would set it for however long and it would click down the minutes and then uh, the bell would ring. So you set a timer for 25 minutes and you work on one task and one task only for those 25 uninterrupted minutes. Then you take a five or 10 minute break and then you set the timer again for 25 minutes and then you take a break. So it's a technique, but in terms of a uh, an online tool, you can use your the timer on your phone. There's a website called tomato dash timer.com so tomato hyphen timer.com which is just a 25 minute timer but if you have the big timer up on the screen it kind of is helping you uh count down while you're doing whatever the task it is is that you're doing and i just i love it because it helps uh stay focused on the task at hand pomodoro method Pomodoro technique, yes. Technique, okay. Yes. Awesome, awesome. What books have had the biggest impact on you and what are you currently reading now? The book that has had the biggest impact on me, I would say, is Getting Things Done by David Allen. And this is a time and productivity classic. And what I what I really love about his methodology is that he talks about the importance of getting stuff out of your head and getting it down on paper. That that it takes as much mental energy to hold on to the thought about this, the upcoming proposal you need to write for a client is taking up as much mental space as that jacket in the back of the closet that you can never wear because it has a tear in it and you got to take it to the tailor and you never remember to take it. That that's just all that stuff is clouding up your head. But if you get it down on either on paper or on a computerized list, then you don't have to think about it anymore. You just have to remember to check that list periodically and make sure you do things off of that list. And I love that that concept of not trying to carry all these things around in your head, but just getting it all down in one place. Getting things done. And who was the author? It is Getting Things Done by David Allen. Uh, So that's that would be one of my classics. And then what I'm reading now or rereading is All Systems Go by my coach, Zenovia Andrews. And she is another person who's really big into the concept of systems. And and so her book, All Systems Go, is one of the books that I would recommend that my own clients read. All Systems Go by Zenovia Andrews. Great. Those are great resources for our listening audience to go to Amazon to purchase. I will also include the sh- in the show uh, notes the links to both of those books. What is one piece of advice as we prepare to close out the show that would give someone who is ready to make the shift a little boost in making that shift be a very impactful, influential shift. What's one piece of advice you would give someone right now and what they uh, should consider doing in order to make the shift successful? 
Well, if people have been listening, they should already know what I'm going to say. You should get a coach. I, I, <laughs> I, highly, I highly recommend working with a coach. And I'm, you know, yes, I am a coach, but I'm not necessarily saying everybody come work with me. You find somebody who resonates with you and who you, you know, who's speaking to you in a way that makes you say, oh, my gosh, how can I live without that person in my, in my life? So find the coach that does that for you who is going to help you accomplish your goals. And it may mean it may mean talking to a number of coaches before you decide who you want to work with, mm -hmm. but I highly recommend that you find someone who's a good coach for you. Get a coach. You know, coaching has been very uh, influential in my life the last year or two. You know, I wouldn't have my current coaching practice without having hired a coach to help me get it set up. You know, I have had coaches to help me with systems. I've had coaches to help me with platform building. I have coaches to help me with uh, speaking. I've got two conferences that I'm going to in the month of May. One, Allison Bird, to kind of really learn, you know, sales strategy and really how to be what she calls a money mover. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to a keynote speaking conference by Kent Julian, who is a partner with Dan Miller of 48 Days to the Work You Love uh, in Atlanta. And so I'm continuously always trying to find ways to get coaching. And it can be expensive um, at times, you know. But the question I have for you, are you willing to make the investment in yourself? Exactly. Are you willing to make the investment in yourself? And you can't always look at the cost on the front end. Sometimes you have to look at what you're losing out on or what money you're missing on the back end if you don't pay it up front. You know, and so I think that many times we just have to not concern ourselves with how much something costs on the front end because when we do that, sometimes we are missing out on the opportunities that that front-end investment will create for us. Yes, I agree. What's one exciting thing going on in your business right now that you are really excited about? I am very excited that I have launched a seven-day extreme self-care challenge. It's all about extreme self-care for entrepreneurs. And if your listeners are interested in participating, they can go to selfcarechallenge.com where they can download the workbook and get started. And when I say seven-day extreme self-care, it's not, although many of us will be starting in the next couple of days, whenever you jump in, that'll be your day one. So, so you haven't missed out on anything. Uh, again, it is selfcarechallenge.com to get the workbook and to get started and it's all about the fact that you have to take care of the most important person in your business. And that is you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In case that wasn't clear. <laughs> so can you tell the listening audience where we can find you online, your website, Twitter, Facebook? Certainly. Online, on the web, you can find me at drdenisedennis.com. That's Dr. D-R, Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E. Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S dot com. At Twitter, I'm at Dr. Denise Dennis. And on Facebook, you can go to my business page at Prepared Mind Coaching. 
Awesome. Dr. Denise Dennis dot com and on Twitter, Dr. Denise Dennis. Dennis. Yes. And then on Facebook, uh, Prepared Mind Coaching. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I think this has been a great interview on today. I, I really appreciate Dr. Denise Dennis coming and sharing with us on the Shift Your Life podcast, helping us really connect with our own passion and our own purpose so that if you have a side hustle, you know what steps you need to take in order to uh, make that side hustle a success. But if you just are a career professional, I think that there are some there was some great advice shared on how you can move your career even to the next level. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview. And if you are transitioning from your nine to five to your side hustle, I believe that this information is helpful for you to take that leap or at least gives you some good insight on some things to consider before you take the leap. So I look forward to sharing with you again next week. If you're interested in a discovery session, I will ask you and invite you to go to www.markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation and schedule a discovery session with me because I can help coach you in the process of taking the leap. I've been there. I've done that going on seven years, going on seven years. Well, actually, seven years this month, this month, and we're in June of 2021, but seven years this month. 2014 to 2021, I have been along on my journey of entrepreneurship. It hasn't been easy, but it's definitely been rewarding, and I'm excited to keep going. Until next week, just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.